Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and as always, it's such a pleasure to be here with you all today. As I record the intro to today's episode, I am just about to sign off for my six weeks of leave. I'm so excited. I'll be traveling overseas, and I'll be sure to share the entire journey with you all over on Instagram, at Letitia Ringe, so if you want to stay tuned and follow along on my journey of traveling, make sure you head over there. I will give you all the behind the scenes over on Instagram stories. I love sharing my travels with you all. I'm not sure if you all know this, but I've actually been traveling for the past six weeks. I've been living in Airbnbs. I've been following my intuition, going to the place that my intuition calls me to go, staying there for as long as my inner voice tells me, and then moving on as soon as I get that sign to go to the next place. And I have had the most incredible stories and flow that has been unfolding. And I'm just, I'm so excited that I've done this because all of that fear that I was sharing with you all in an earlier episode about traveling on my own and doing this without my partner has, it's just like not a fear of mine anymore. Like I am so grateful to my past self for making the decision to follow the call that I was receiving. I'm definitely meant to be doing this. And it's so interesting for me now with the, like looking back with hindsight to see how scared my mind was of taking this step. And then to be here now and being like, it really wasn't such a big deal. Like to have that gift of perspective, And there's just been so many beautiful stories from this time. However, I'm going to update you all in a future episode, uh, probably later on in my travels. I'll give you all a proper update about what's been happening, what I've been learning. And for now, I will stick to uh, sharing some sneak peeks behind the scenes over on my Instagram stories. So I just wanted to share this with you all because I know so many of you use me as an expander and and an example of someone who has a successful business that brings in multiple six figures in revenue and is working three days a week, taking uh, three months off every year and really allowing myself to live the lifestyle, take the time and space that I need to be able to show up and serve from such a full cup. And I want you to know that whatever it is that you want to create, it really doesn't matter what it is. You can create it. You've just got to be game enough, which really just means committed enough to ask for what you want and then require that, you know, not say yes to things that are not in alignment with what it is you actually want. So I'm excited to share more about my journeys and it for today's episode, I'm so excited because we have a very special guest on the podcast. Her name is Ella Ryder. You may have heard one of our uh, interviews or conversations in the past. Ella has worked on my team for the last couple of years. She's worked on and off and she's been working uh, on the team again uh, since the start of the year. And she's a very important member of my team. She is our community manager. She supports me with all things social media. And if you've sent an email to my inbox, you may have heard back from Ella. 
She really helps me keep everything running afloat and I have just adored having Ella on my team. And today we're actually going to be diving into her journey uh, with her business because she's actually had some really amazing shifts in her business. She's changed her focus and she's had some really incredible expansion. She's been one of our clients in the Holistic Business Mistress Mind uh, this year and so she's going to take us through exactly what happened for her during her time in the Mistress Mind what changed about her business, what discoveries she had, how this has supported her to really create the business that allows her to thrive and live the lifestyle that she desires. So a little bit about Ella. Ella helps small service-based businesses create content they are actually excited about executing through online business management and content creation and coaching services. Ella has said that if you'd like to contact her about supporting you with your content in either a coaching capacity or in her content creation services, just make sure you um, connect with her over on Instagram. We'll share all the details at the end of the episode to book in a free 30-minute call with her so that she can give you some initial ideas on how to improve your current social media content strategy so that it's actually aligned for you and allows you to consistently show up with excitement for your content in your business, which as we know is incredibly important to our businesses. So in today's episode, this is such a great conversation. I really recommend everybody listen to it. We're going to talk about tips for creating an exciting relationship with your content and social media. We're also going to talk about the top three things that helped Ella to grow her business. Ella's also a manifester in human design. So she's going to be talking about running her business as a manifester and what she's learned to really help her use that, um, her strategy as a manifester in her business. We're also going to talk about what really helped her to allow this new offer that she has to evolve and to now be her focus and then ultimately to call in incredible and easeful abundance without needing to do launches, etc. so that she's now got this beautiful flow of clients into her business. We're also going to be talking about what she learned overcoming one of the challenges that she faced during our time in the mistress mind which was really allowing her offer to evolve, even though it looked different to how she had planned the offer to be. So if anyone is out there sort of uh, finding it difficult to either validate an offer or feeling like, hey, the thing that I planned isn't really working in the way that I wanted it to, and now there's something else that seems to be emerging, this is going to be a really good episode for you all. Um, And then we also, of course, dive deeply into the holistic business mistress mind and how that um, particular container really supported Ella to take her business to the next, next level. Ella and I have been working together for years and it's just been so incredible to see how much she has up-leveled in so many ways as the CEO of her business and also as a member of my team over her time together in the mistress mind. And we also dive into uh, perfectionism and when you're someone who really, uh, thrives on working independently and how actually allowing yourself to have the power of community and to receive support and to be vulnerable and express your emotions and really build your own energetic support squad, connecting with your inner child and all of these beautiful things that might seem counterintuitive to what 
you actually uh, would expect to do to grow your business, how this has actually been so supportive with Ella on her business journey and why it's so important if you're also someone who tends to resonate with being like an independent person who can do everything yourself and like doesn't need any support from anyone. I tend to attract a lot of people in that area. This episode, we're diving deeply into why it's really important to kind of um, swing to the other polarity, not necessarily to be in the polarity of like needing support all of the time, but actually just allowing it into your business and your life so that you can come into balance and really work with both um, different polarities and energies, which is just beautiful for all of us. So without further ado, I highly recommend everyone check out this episode and let's dive in right now and chat with Ella. Hey, Ella, welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm so happy to be back. Yes, we're so happy to have you back. How many times have you been on? Uh, I think two before this one. Yay. I think you've been on even more because you've also interviewed me and uh, we've had conversations and anyway, I'm thinking it's more than two, but anyway, welcome back. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, me too. So things are a little different since the last time (laughs) you were on the podcast. Life has um, evolved and so has your business. So to kick us off, can you tell us all a little bit about Ella as you are today and the business that you have created? Yeah, sure. So a lot has changed. Um, I'm currently back home in Oxfordshire area. Um, I had been in London for a while and I felt the need for a break from the city life. (laughs) And a lot has happened um, since then. And my business has really taken off. Um, It shifted slightly in terms of who I'm serving, what exactly I'm doing. Um, so at the moment I am working with small business owners to help them, um, either create aligned content for their social media channels, or I'm also doing social media coaching. So I have a kind of hybrid of offers at the moment and, um, it's really exciting because this is quite new and I think it's something that no one else is really doing. So, um, yeah, I'm serving small business owners, helping them to create content they, they feel really excited about and help them to actually execute all the messages and all the wisdom that they want to share. Um, Part of my, yeah, my current business is helping people to do that. So it's really, really fun. I love it. It's so cool because both Ella and I, we've been working together over years now. Um, Neither of us would have ever seen, well, actually, I there were definitely glimpses that you'd be working in this area from my point of view. But in terms of where we thought your business was going, this wasn't on the cards as a focus. And it's really evolved so organically and naturally. And I'm so excited to like fill everyone in today on how that's evolved for you because I think a lot of us and um, a lot of business owners really, really want to know like what the answer is as to like what their niche and specialty and focus will be. And the message I keep trying to convey to everyone is that it's not something that you necessarily choose. It comes to you and it evolves over many years, many months, And then suddenly it emerges in a way that you just never would have anticipated with your mind. 
and it's beautiful and fits you like a glove and is also going to continue to evolve as we move forward as well. Mm. Yeah, and I I do feel like part of me maybe always knew it was an area I'd be interested in going into, but we'll go into later, I'm sure, but the mind's resistance <laughs> was, was um, <laughs> there was a lot of it. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Okay, we'll we'll go into that later. For now, can you let everyone know a little bit about why you wanted to be a business owner? That that why, and then also why this area of helping small business owners with their content is something that has called you and and lights you up. Yeah. So um, I started my business predominantly because I wanted the freedom, um, like I'm sure most people do, to be in their own creative energy, to choose my own schedule, to decide when I want to start working, when I want to finish working, how many hours I want to work, um, how much I want to earn, that type of thing. Um, So really, that's always been a dream of mine and to be able to work remotely. So traveling is definitely on my radar, um, hopefully, if not this year, next year. And yeah, just to really be able to be in my own space, because I personally find I do my best work when I'm not um, being told by like a company or um, many different people what to do. So (laughs) and I felt guilty about that for a long time. And um, I think this year I really kind of just let myself want what I want. And like it is okay. And um, I've had a lot of different people like as like yourself and other people as good examples of like it is okay just to want the things that you want in business and in life um and that's really been like crucial to my journey um and then in terms of why I'm doing the type of business I'm doing I because I've done my life coach training I've been yeah I certified as a life coach this year um which I was really happy with and really excited about and it's definitely something that I will probably I have a feeling that I will go into that maybe later in life like more specifically but at the moment I really love bringing that knowledge that I have from my training and certification and working with coaching clients to small business owners because many of the clients that I have currently are life coaches healers entrepreneurs in the kind of wellness or beauty space and I think what makes part of my work and my business special is that I can bring that knowledge that I have of those areas and make the content creation process a bit easier because I'm already bringing knowledge from that industry to it um Mm. so it's kind of like a double-layered support (laughs) it's not just creating the content but I'm actually brainstorming ideas and um copywriting and there's a lot of different things involved but um yeah it allows me to share my love of self-development and spirituality but then also help people to kind of get out of their own way because I know (laughs) it's very easy to be when you're the the solo entrepreneur you can get very like attached to your own work and I do it for my own marketing so it's really good to have that extra support just to help you a create more time for yourself and then b have someone to see things from an outside perspective, but then also um, help you repurpose anything that you already have. That's um, mm. Many people have lots of, so many things to share and not enough time. <laughs> 
Totally. And when it comes to our content plan and messaging, I when it's our business, we're so up close to the details that it can be really hard to see like what are our content pillars, for for um, example, what is our core message? What are those themes that we want to be talking about over and over and over again? What is our messaging? And what that's where having another pair of eyes is so incredibly helpful because it's just like any creative project and um, process when we're so up close to the details it's actually hard to see what is so obvious to someone else like you can come in Ella or I can come in and look at someone's business and be like yeah so these are your like three pillars these are your this is these are your this is your messaging and the person's like oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I've been trying to work that out for mm. so long. Uh, I hear that time and time again, and that's definitely a hugely uh, valuable um, resource for any business owner, just having that, yeah, other pair of eyes, as you say. Yeah. And like, even for myself, I need someone like you to look at mine and be like, this is your, <laughs> your content pillar. So <laughs> I think it's okay to, yeah, always have that um, outside help when you feel like, you just you because you want it not because you need it yes absolutely because you want it yes Ella and I just did a, um, a strategy session for her business the other day and it was like so fun and we've just mm. got so much clarity like you got so much clarity in yeah. that 40 minute session and it was it just gives you I know this for myself as well like as the client you just walk away feeling so inspired because it 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 create it gives you the um the creative focus that we all need to be able to move forward and when we've mm. got like oh actually i can talk about these 20 different things that is overwhelming to our mind if we're like oh this is the core of what i'm speaking to that immediately you've got things to talk about mm. and and it's inc- it's it's incredible how it's the the less we have to focus on the more creative we can be yeah yeah definitely because I mean I and I'm sure many people love to overcomplicate things in my mind and I could spend like days like thinking about one problem that I've created and then have a session with a coach and then it's like solved and it's like oh that was a lot easier than I thought it was <laughs> I just need to do this and then I'm very good at like once I'm once I know what I need to do, I'll go do it. Um, but it's mm-hmm. that kind of in between of like getting out of your own way. <laughs> totally. I love that. And the other thing I just wanted to mention, because I know you so well, mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh, that Ella has also been creating content as a passion for many years um, on YouTube and she's had a podcast and on the Instagram, like you've been creating content for years. So you're also bringing in all of your experience as a content creator as well. Okay. So Ella, what are the three things you want every business owner to know about creating an exciting relationship with their content and social media? Mm, Okay. Um, So I would say the top three things. First thing would be you need to have the right mindset um, when you're approaching your social media. So throughout the entire process of creating and sharing content for your business, you are going to like have a lot of external 
feedback that you can either interpret as good or bad and this is something that you teach so well Leticia it's like what are you making situations mean um so I like to apply this to social media it's like when people get too concerned over vanity metrics and then the things like that are important to take into account but if you're concentrating on creating a healthy exciting relationship with social media you want to be focusing on the right things which is am I sharing my message are they aligned with my content pillars am I solving a problem for my ideal client all of these things am I creating consistency and that only comes through having the right mindset you only stay excited about it if you're viewing yourself as someone that is someone that creates content has a message that they want to share is good at what they do if you have this attitude of like what I'm sharing isn't good enough or no one's seeing my work that energy is not going to help you create more content and um so yeah mindset's a massive piece and mm-hmm. I think it's something that stops a lot of people from even sharing to begin with because of this kind of overwhelming fear of what will other people think of me um I don't know where to begin don't know what to write about and it really impacts how we show up online and it can really yeah you if you want to be your most authentic self um in the online world it is it's not easy but it is possible when you cultivate that mindset of like being supported and um always knowing what to say that type of thing so there's yeah many aspects to it but mindset be the first one um for me and love um, it yeah (laughs) secondly strategy um having some kind of social media strategy and this can look many different ways so it's finding I help people find the type of content they enjoy creating because if you don't like video for example and you've tried it it's not a fear thing it's just something that doesn't really light you up and you prefer podcasting or you prefer photography um if you find the thing that you like it's like when you work out if you find a good workout that you like you're more likely to do it the same with social media if you find something that you enjoy then you're going to be more likely to be consistent at it so yeah having a strategy showing up in one place um initially like you said keeping that focus in one one platform can be really helpful in the beginning of your business um to put all your energy there and like really master that area and then go deeper um in that um Mm. having someone help you with the strategy side of things because you know if you're running a business you've got so many things to do you don't always have time to find out what the latest trends are on social media, know what's working. So having um, someone like myself or anyone working in social media marketing to help you, or dedicating time for research to find out what the latest trends are um, and start implementing a few of those things. And then the third thing um, would be to bring pleasure into it. And that's something that we've been discussing (laughs) between ourselves, but having the kind of, attitude of like life is meant to be enjoyed you're meant to have fun creating your business and why can you not have fun creating social media content like how can you make it how can you make it a pleasurable experience for yourself and whether that's um having a cup of tea like something to awaken your senses as you're recording as you're writing um when you're on video like sometimes I've had a hot water bottle (laughs) I've been doing like alive or something just something that calms your nervous system and helps you like your body to realize that you are safe here because it can feel like a very like fight or flight situation for many people 
to be visible and to put themselves out there um and yeah so having the pleasure side of things and that's something that I definitely want to dive into deeper with my work but I try and like make sure that whatever my clients are working on it's something that they enjoy doing um and that can also be linked to the cyclical business and which you created the framework so aligning your strategy to your social um to your menstrual cycle and human design type as well so there's a lot of different ways you can individualize the process for you so good I love this so much and I love these three different areas that you've said of course mindset is such a huge piece and you know, it's just so interesting because when we are focused on the wrong things in our business as business owners, like the vanity metrics, as you were talking about, for instance, like what's the size of my community? I get a lot of people who will be messaging me and saying, Letitia, my community is just not growing still. Like I can't get it to grow. And so that is what their mind has decided is the reason why their business isn't growing. But actually the reason why the business isn't growing is because we're focusing on the fact that our numbers aren't growing instead of focusing on, well, the, this is my community. How can I speak to them and inspire them and help them to take the next step if they would like support um, with whatever the area is that you're supporting them with? And so when we focus on that, then the way we show up is so different. But if we put barriers in our way, like the size of whether someone joins our community or not, that's like something that we don't necessarily have immediate control over. And then what we do is just put this like it's an arbitrary barrier because the size of your community says nothing about how many clients you have. And that's why, as many of you have probably heard before, there are people online who have 10,000, tens of thousands like of people who are followers. They've got big communities which they've either grown organically or paid for or like used things like bots for. And but the community isn't actually buying or they're not actually selling something or they're selling it with um, a strategy that actually doesn't allow for a sustainable, including a financially sustainable business. So, but when you think my like, my community are engaged. They love hearing from me. They're ready to hear from me. You then open your energy up to actually see and receive that. And then you start noticing people like magically appear rather than being like, well, until I get that community grown, like then I can't actually Mm -hmm. receive anyone, which is what we're all saying, like on an unconscious level when we are focusing on those vanity metrics. Yeah. And if I'm honest, like I was at that point as well, maybe like last year, I thought I still haven't got the level of following that I want in order to attract clients, but I proved myself wrong (laughs) there. Um, (laughs) And then also I like to think if you can't quite jump to um, it not being an issue at all, like you can't get your mind off the focus of the follower count, how would you show up if you did have 10,000, whatever number your mind's attached to? and you can do that like you do that with um, income, how would I show up with, what energy would I show up in if I had the level of followers that I think would make me more confident on social media? Because it's always more of a confidence thing I find that you think, mm-hmm. oh, I'll be more confident if I've got this validation from the audience size. But would you? That's the question <laughs> I always oh, ask my clients. <laughs> that is so good, Ella. That is so, so good. <laughs> 
And uh, just on the strategy point, like having a strategy in your business for content is <laughs> so, I, I want to say life and business changing. I have mm-hmm. experienced this myself with my business and it's one of my favorite things um, to support people with creating like strategies and processes for their business to make things really simple and easy and not overwhelming like most uh, most of us do feel in business. Mm-hmm. And what I found for myself personally, now that I have a simple strategy that works for my content, it is so easy for me. Content is not like I'm never asking myself, oh, I've got to create content this week. What am I going to do? It's never a stress. It is an easy mm-hmm. process. It gets done. And I'm always in the spaces that I want to be in. And I focus my energy there. And I'm able to have a team support me with my content creation. And I think of all the years that I spent really trying to control that process and make it more complicated than it needs to be. And compared to the strategy and process I have in place today that I've been executing over the last year, it is a world of difference. And it's because I took the time to work out a strategy that, as Ella has been saying, actually works for me, something that I can stick to. And that has allowed um, that has allowed me to be more creative in other areas of my life because I don't need to put all of my creative energy into my content creation. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I, because I we had a break from working together, I could see a huge difference between the strategy and like the organization um, from your business now to back then. And I think looking at it holistically, like you said, it's, you want to focus your your creative energy we don't have a certain amount per day on the areas that are really important and something like Instagram isn't it's very like fast moving so there's always going to be something new and you want to make sure you're not dedicating all your time and energy to thinking about one post so yeah letting go of that perfectionism as well (laughs) absolutely yeah the amount of effort (laughs) and brain power we use for a post that's going to be uh, really visible for 48 hours maximum is um, it just puts things in perspective when we think about that, how much effort we want to put in. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that I really love about your business journey is that this offer has evolved so organically for you um, throughout our journey in the last Mistress Mind we've done mm-hmm. together. And what is really beautiful I would love to hear for like I want to hear the three top things that have really helped you to create results and grow in business during the mistress mind. But before we dive into that, I I just want to spend a bit of time here talking about the fact that your offer evolved organically throughout the mistress mind in a way that we couldn't have expected or prepared or planned for. Mm-hmm. And you were able to use the mistress mind space to actually become a client magnet from the people within the mistress mind mm. <laughs> and like that network. And I think that that's really important to talk about because when you place yourself strategically in spaces, whether you're aware of it or not, that it is strategic, you because you're in a space where you get to be seen for your value and because you're just literally like offering support, which is what we do in the mistress mind, all of the people who are in that space get to know you for that work. 
And then they become potential clients and definite leads for your business. And this is one of the most simple and effective ways we can all use that doesn't require any launching for our businesses. So I want everyone to really think about the communities you're putting yourself in, especially ones that you're paying to be in, which does have a um, just a totally different level to it, seeing them as investments for your business. It's a really, really um, smart strategy for business. So mm-hmm. Ella, um, if you want to speak to that, go ahead. Um, and if not, I'd love to dive into those top three things that really helps you to grow. Yeah, I feel like I'll cover it in the three things that I want to discuss. So <laughs> should I go into those? Go ahead. Yep. Okay. Dive um, on in. <laughs> so the first thing um, would be self-trust. And that is something that has been an ongoing journey for me in many areas. Um, I mean, we've worked together for years, like you said. So it's always going to be something that I'm working on myself. But I feel like I have really deepened into it more recently um, through the help of the mistress mind and because in the mistress mind we do a lot of inner voice work so you're there for unlimited guidance within reason (laughs) and that's amazing and we feel very supported but you always make sure that we are checking in with our inner voice as well Um, Mm. which I think is something that's not really done anywhere else that I know of in business and knowing that all our answers are within us but having the space the container to bring that out um to me was really important because otherwise it's so easy just to go about your life and it's like I'll just ask my inner voice later and not actually do it but you have Mm -hmm. accountability of the group to be like okay we're going in (laughs) we're going to do this now um and really yeah work out what your ideal business looks like for you what do you want how do you want to show up for your business and even everything from like an ideal routine um we started off by doing an inner voice session together before the start of the mistress mind and it really like got me excited for the whole journey that we're about to begin and I think starting on that foundation of this is like in alignment for me rather than what everyone else wants for me um was really yeah really key part of my process and then yeah and then frame having the framework your holistic business framework which um was something that I will be using again and again for my business you can apply it to any type of business that you have and that really allowed me to have the structure that my mind craved (laughs) and I believe that we all crave some kind of structure and routine in some way and um you can be flexible within it you can use your own design type within it you can align your menstrual cycle to it but having a launch framework a way of bringing out your your message to the world um was really helped me to take steps that I hadn't taken before such as doing my first launch um which wasn't necessarily what I'm doing now but it helped me get into the energy of being a business owner and doing what a business owner would do (laughs) which is something that I wasn't really practicing as much as I probably told myself I was um because yeah it can be very easy to think you're doing all the things but when you reflect on it you're actually thinking about it people in the community guest speakers um with different specialisms that was all really great to help me 
stay focused and stay motivated throughout the entire process. Um, I never felt like there was a point where I was not sure what to do. I always knew what I was meant to be working on or had a specific intention that I was focused towards. And I think intention is really important um, in the process of growing and scaling a business. And then um, community would be my third point. So like you said, I have attracted clients through the mistress mind and none of this was like in this wasn't what I was going into it for um (laughs) so it was a beautiful result (laughs) and I just I love the people that I've met through the mistress mind um I knew before I joined that I was going to be with other like-minded people in business that were on a similar journey to me and yeah everyone that I've met there's I've liked, I've loved everyone in the group. So um, I know I'll keep in touch with many of them. And I just think it's great to know that you're not alone in this journey of entrepreneurship. Um, because if your friends and family aren't necessarily in that kind of world, it can feel very isolating sometimes. So having the community, um, yeah, it was just so special. And it meant I didn't have to do as much like, marketing I suppose because (laughs) I met people (laughs) through word of mouth and so it kind of made the process a lot more fun and easy than um, my mind wanted it to be (laughs) it's so good I like it's just amazing the (laughs) the mistress mind container it's just like it everything is so intentionally designed like every aspect the way the the order of the process like the way we have our group calls, the people we call in, like everything is has an intention. And it actually, I'm just in awe of it, even like as the person who created it. I am in awe as I, every time I have these conversations and see it play out, someone, uh, actually one of our Mistress Mind um, people asked me this uh, recently, like, how did you come up with it? And I was like, oh my gosh, it just like, it just, I, I downloaded it. It was just all there. And then as I've played it out, it's just continued to be refined and refined. But it's not me, you know, like that was delivered. And I just wanted to say that because it really the process that it has is what has created that community that is just so powerful mm-hmm. and so abundant for everybody who's in it. It just yeah I, yeah I I mean it's just better than I could have ever imagined yeah it's just everyone's there to support each other there's no there's no feeling of competition nothing like that it's everyone wants to see each other succeed and I think yeah it's a beautiful space that you've created yeah and you know as someone who um does women's circles as well mm. like that how just how uh, powerful it is to be in circle with other people in that non-judgmental um, space-holding way. It's just like it is medicine for the soul. Mm. It really is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. So self-trust, the framework, and community. And what about the number one thing that serves you as a manifester running your business? Ooh, um, so I feel like that would be trying, how do I want to say this? So having the courage to do something that hasn't really been 
done before so in terms of my offers I don't really know anyone that's doing a combination of social media coaching and content creation in the way that I'm doing it um Mm -hmm. so trusting that because it's not been done before doesn't mean it's not right it's just I'm seeing something that can be done in a new way and um yeah believing in that vision that I have before the world can necessarily see (laughs) how it's going to turn out (laughs) yes and that's so important as a manifester like as you say someone who's leading on the cutting edge to um then have that self-trust piece that you were talking about as being so critical to your journey because you're going to be at the forefront and it's not going to have been done before. And that requires a, a real deep self-trust. And as manifestors, that can be the, um, that's the really the work for a manifestor. It is for all of us in some mm-hmm. way or another, like projectors need to learn to like trust their value. Manifest generators and generators really need to learn to trust what their body and their sacral center is telling them reflectors mm-hmm. need to trust that they can give themselves more time and space <laughs> to mm-hmm. like make decisions and but as a manifester as someone who's really leading the creative process in terms of I have a vision and I, I'm here to share that vision and then the people who also believe in that vision come with me like self-trust is critical mm. yeah and also the energy of like not needing I was always trying to be like on all the time um, and it wasn't really serving my energy and all my creative energy. <laughs> so allowing myself to take micro breaks during the day has been really helpful for me um, and just being able to hold more without like burning out as much as I used to. I love that. It's so fascinating, isn't it? How we go from like working for other people into working for ourselves, but then we become like the horrible bosses Mm, (laughs) to ourselves. Like, no, you can't take a break (laughs) between tasks. (laughs) Yeah. It's giving yourself permission to have done enough, to be doing enough. And that's ongoing work for all of us in business, I'm sure. Definitely. And I, you might, you might have, um, you might be mentioning this, but I, just as I remember it, I wanted to ask because freedom is such an important thing as a manifester as well, although it is for all of us, as I would say, um, what about the freedom piece? Like what really helps you to make sure you're, you feel that sense of freedom as a manifester in your business? Um, for me, it tends to be location. Um, I know my particular design, I do well when I can control in the nicest way possible my environment so I can make it, I need to be in my own creative space, not have like distractions. Maybe it's in a coffee shop, but I'm not speaking, I'm not with anyone, I'm just like in my own zone. Um, So yeah, I'd say having, that's the biggest freedom piece that I tap into at the moment. Um, And then what I'm leaning more into is really kind of experimenting of like how can I really which is what we discussed um together like fill my own cup up first before I do client work before I give to other people um and it's that self-trust linking about self-trust knowing that I am going to do the things I need to do because I'm just that type of person (laughs) but can I like let myself look after me in whatever way that looks like for that day first and then um from that place have the so having the freedom to have a slow morning routine for example and not be like 
at my desk by a certain time um it's conditioning that I'm really trying to <laughs> break down and it's it's definitely I'm seeing the results um of doing it so yeah thank you for that example as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that it's like so like small adjustments can make a huge difference in mm. how we feel about our business. And especially if there's any like resentment there, like, oh, I have to do this call or I've got to do this task. And then we sort of start beating the business up and making it mm. like, oh, you know, this thing that I created because I want freedom and because it was my complete choice from an empowered place, an inspired place to do this. And then we turn it into a oh my gosh, this is something that um, is a weight on my shoulders. And it's just because of those subtle shifts that we need to make to bring it back into something that feels free and aligned. Mm. Yeah, it's just the the subtle shifts and my mind likes to be very all or nothing. So it's just that reminder <laughs> can just be tiny steps at a time. <laughs> yeah, the mind's just be in the mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, what about... so? you created many incredible results throughout the mistress mind. And one of them was that you called in a number of clients. Uh, You called in two long-term clients for your social media management. One of those clients is myself, (laughs) I have to say. And you also rolled out a new, um, your new coaching and consulting offer for social media. Uh, What do you think other than all of the things you've already mentioned, um, what would be the number one thing that helped you to create that result? So I trying to ask my inner voice this. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Ask the inner voice. I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Emily did her podcast interview. We did it the other day and um, Emily Styles, which you'll all hear either before this episode or afterwards. And she um, was uh, uh, answered completely from her inner voice throughout throughout oh, wow. the episode. Yeah, so she just took time and space to to tune in. So go for it. Mm. I love it. I have heard being yourself, so being oh. myself. <laughs> um, yeah. And I suppose that's just because I was myself when I signed up for the Mistress Mind. That was something that I just wanted to do for myself. I didn't really have any agenda like throughout my entire journey of creating content it's just because I've enjoyed trying different things and like learning new skills it's never been like I need this to happen to to make me to prove something so I think having Mm. that yeah just I'm just doing me being me and like doubting myself quite a lot but that's natural (laughs) um so yeah and I think being myself and that sometimes look like me crying <laughs> and being yeah. sad and wondering like why did I just do that why like there's always ups and downs and I feel like that's what I've really perhaps has opened up my energy more because I've allowed myself to feel bad and not feel bad about feeling bad if that makes sense <laughs> yeah um, totally yeah Well, I just want to add to that because I think like part of your development as a uh, personally was really allowing yourself to um, release your emotions, express Mm -hmm. actually would be a better word, express your emotions and especially around other people. That was something that um, I just, 
you know, was something that was like new for you. It was a new edge for you, a new, a new um, deepening into your vulnerability. And the fact that you felt comfortable and safe enough to do that in the container with these incredible humans around you was, um, is a testament to like the people in there. Mm. And, but also like to yourself, allowing yourself to go through that process. And I feel like it must seem to a lot of people mention like allowing themselves to express their emotions and and, um, the fact that they would cry um, in these interviews that we've done. And I want everyone to know, like it, to feel like you're safe, you're in a safe space where you can release that emotion as a business owner is really, really important in my opinion, because Mm we get so emotionally tied to our business and and it is a really a, it is an emotional experience how could it not be it's a creative uh von- which naturally brings vulnerability and i think a lot of us what we see other people doing it's like super professional um emotions don't seem to have a place in business by the way that we've been taught it to date in that like more patriarchal uh, lens. And so we try to like hide the emotions, but we're all feeling incredibly emotional about our business. Mm. And so part of our work is allowing ourselves to express our emotions and around other entrepreneurs who are like, you know what? I get it. I understand. And it's like so liberating. Mm. And I think that that's really important for everybody to know that there's nothing wrong with you if you are upset along your business journey, if you are experiencing intense emotions. And while we want to move it so that business becomes more of a neutral thing for you, it will never be completely neutral because you're so, oh, it's just, it's because of all the things that make business great. It's something that is so personal and um, creative and it comes from your soul. How could it not be emotional? Yeah, that's so true. And I, because I'm, well, I've identified with being a perfectionist in the past, having something like this, like a business where you're trying new things all the time, you're doing lots of new, like every day I'll be doing something I've not done before. <laughs> um, I think that's what can feel very like fragile for someone. And I think just crying is like, we have all the conditioning around, like you said, but it's a much healthier release than other forms of distraction or buffering people go to so I'd rather feel the feels and then like (laughs) move on and like yeah I just think it's the kind of thing you can do to yourself is like allow yourself to feel your feeling and then you can tweak um, what needs to be tweaked to help it feel more easeful absolutely and the interesting thing is is like when we let the tears out that's where the opening happens. That's like the Mm. surrender that we open. And then that's where like the inspiration and the clarity and the, um, those other emotions that that might feel more, um, enjoyable come through. But when we're resisting it, that's where you often it presents as like, if I was supporting a client who's resisting their, um, release of an emotion, they'll, they may come across as defensive, right. Or, um, there's just this resistance there, right. Which is like, it's a protection because the mind doesn't want the release, the expression because of all everything that you've just said there. Mm -hmm. But if you can allow yourself to 
soften and go into that release, that expression, that vulnerability, that is actually going to give you all of the things that you are wanting and seeking in your resistance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a problem for me when I'm when someone's crying. I just think this is amazing. Mm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's a celebration. And the other thing that you mentioned there about the perfectionism, I think a lot of people who are attracted to um, the mistress mind and who I work with would identify. Um, and I love the way that you said I was, <laughs> I used to be a perfectionist, would identify with perfectionism and also being someone who's um, quite independent. And so our work, everything is like about, um, everything's on like a spectrum, you know, it's not like we want to be one or the other. It's good to have a little bit of that perfectionism there. It's good to have a little bit of that independence there. It's just like when it swings from one polarity to the other that it becomes a problem. And so for a lot of us, because we have um, a real strong polarity in perfectionism and in independence, our work is actually on the opposite thing, which is allowing us to be um, to allow support into our life, to allow other people into our life, to allow vulnerability, to allow ourselves to be a bit sloppy <laughs> to to do the to, to do work that isn't doesn't meet our expectations um, of perfection, and so that is what we've got to work on together um, at, when it comes to our business too. And then other people, um, other other people, their work might be the opposite, and it's just like like softening the edges, regardless of what edge you're on. Mm, yeah, being more allowing of wherever you're at yes yes absolutely okay so I would love to talk about one of your challenges through the mistress mind that um you experienced and from my perspective one of those challenges was like really allowing yourself to actually open up to receiving the clients that were flowing to you um and even though it looked differently to the way your mind imagined, like mm-hmm. we were talking about before, your offer was a bit different, but then people were flowing to you in this other way that was like giving you information. And that took a little bit of time before you really allowed yourself to see that. What did you learn through that experience? Um, yeah, it's a great question. I would agree that it was my biggest challenge because I had so much resistance, not because I didn't enjoy what was being flowed to me, what was flowing to me, but the fact that it didn't look exactly the way I'd visualized or planned. And for me, it was really about like just leaning into leaning into that feeling of like resistance and just trying to really be with what is and what I'm experiencing. And um like a lot of my resistance was more doubting like can I do this am I good enough if I'm honest like that was it wasn't because I didn't want to do it it's because I was a bit scared I suppose of like actually stepping into new things new territory it felt more unsafe um and that perfectionist piece of like what if I don't do a good enough job what which I'm sure every business owner has what if I don't serve this client in the highest way possible and get them all these results that I really want to get them but that wasn't really helping me move forward so I had to 
just like do that self-soothing which is a process that I'm never really did as a child but <laughs> I'm kind of doing this inner child work now of like it's okay you've got this like that self-talk is so important and that's really been what's kind of helped me get through it with the mistress mind support is having my own back and like if I'm doing my best and it's not enough then that's all I can do so <laughs> you kind of have to get to this point what I did where it's like it's not that I don't care it's just I can't care so much that it's affecting like mm. other areas of my life as well because the more we attach our worth to our work the less like happy overall you're going to be because there's so many things that you can't control whether it's how your client receives your work or whatever it is you have to really allow yourself to just like let go and just let the work move through you let whatever comes to you just be more easeful because yeah I've tried the controlling way and it's it's not not fun (laughs) (laughs) I love that I love the self the self-soothing and your work really being to not care so much um and it just reminds me of that you know your tendency will either be to lean in or to lean out And what we're doing is just always trying to bring ourselves back into the middle somewhere, back into the middle. And it's really beautiful to think of it in this energetic way. Like, do I tend to lean into things too much where I'm like grasping on? Or do I tend to lean Mm. out and be like, I'm not going to take the opportunity because like, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, just subtly making those 1% shifts to bring yourself back into the middle. Mm. Yeah, and I just love business as a reflection as well for all areas of life because I see like too much work can be translated into too much food or too much shopping, like all these areas. It's really so fascinating to notice how it's like a microcosm of everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh, this is so good. Um, Emily's Laqueta and I were talking about this in our episode the other day. It was really interesting looking at, um, yeah, the patterns that show up in business with nutrition and yeah. you're right. It's yeah. like how we do one thing is often how we do everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I think about when I think about this, actually? I, mm. uh, this is fun to share. So when I used to be an absolute, like absolutely obsessed about Dawson's Creek. Oh, really? <laughs> I love Dawson's <laughs> I've Creek. I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're you're younger than me. It was like <laughs> all the rage. I loved it. I was obsessed with Joey and Pacey. I loved that they used like big, long, complicated sentences and big <laughs> words. And anyway, there's this episode um, with Dawson where they're talking about sex and Jan is explaining. To, oh, no, actually, I think it's a kiss. Anyway, they're talking about like, how do you kiss? Do you, and she uses this analogy with an ice cream. She's like, it's like ice cream. Like, do you, when you're, when you have an ice cream, do you like gobble it all up (laughs) or or are you really slow and you know, like you enjoy it and you, you know, just spend more time like uh, enjoying it and being present with it and, and whatever. And I always think about this when in the same way with like, yeah, are you someone who tends to like gobble it up? That is definitely my tendency, like rushing (laughs) in, trying to get it all done. Or are you someone who, yeah, takes the time to actually enjoy it, um, enjoy the ride? And I think for all of us, it's it's like coming to that presence, really being Mm. present with the journey. Mm. Yeah, I'm a gobbler too. (laughs) 
<laughs> so <laughs> funny. So everybody, we want to hear, what are you? <laughs> I love it. Or are you like, no ice cream, no ice cream for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Opposite end. So cute. Okay. Awesome. So uh, what about how else has the mistress mind supported you? Oh, so many ways. Um, I think the, yeah, the accountability was the piece I hadn't touched on really was just having the knowledge that not that there's other people waiting for me to do something, but just that, that you're in the energy of the group. So you're in this like container, your energy, the participants energy. So you have that, you're kind of like energetic squad and you use the term (laughs) of having that, um, yeah that experience of really being like in the energy of being a CEO of your business um can really move you forward a lot faster than you would on your own so I feel like yeah the best part was like how quickly things move for me um Mm. and I actually funny thing was I was flicking through the welcome call the other day and um, it was like (laughs) I feel like we all look so young (laughs) only a few months ago (laughs) your hair's longer and just I was like oh baby Ella (laughs) yeah that's such a good point we should encourage everybody to go back and look at the first call actually um Emily was telling me Emily Styles was telling me she listened to the her strategy session the other day and like noticed how much she'd grown since then too like within herself and I was just like oh my gosh that's so good so yeah yeah, we should tell everybody to go have a look (laughs) Yeah, and it's just like there's always the recordings to go back to of the calls, of the workshops, of the sessions that we have one-to-one with you. So I just feel like there's always something like to keep you feeling like motivated and um, on your path. Mm, Love it. And what would you say was the best thing you experienced during the Mistress Mind? The community, I feel like. I can't imagine not knowing these people now. <laughs> um, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, me getting emotional. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah, the the amazing people that I've met and having, yeah, and like the business, my business like results were kind of it's that thing you always hear like feel good and then it will come like law of attraction. But it is like until you experience these things, you're like, oh, okay, now I understand. Like you have to feel good first, and then the result. You have yeah. to invest in yourself and trust yourself first, and then the reality will. Because everything's happening now anyway. Um, mm. So it's really tapping into that present moment energy of like, if I was already the business owner that I desire to be, how would I be thinking about this, showing up? Um, what would I be doing? How would I be feeling? That type of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's anything else that you can really. There's no else that I know of that you can really get that experience. Mm. And what was the hardest? Um, so that would be, yeah, like we said before, being vulnerable um, mm. with other people because. I mean, I am someone that likes to appear like like many women. We have a lot of pressures, and we like to. Well, I've always felt like I need to have everything together. 
um, for everyone else. And especially during like we were doing this through like lockdown time, I didn't really have direct support with people that would understand the kind of experience I was, I was having. I've got a lot of love and friends and family around me, but having someone that really knows like what you're going through um, when it comes to running a business is yeah it was really hard for me to like open up in the ways that I felt like I was doing things wrong or struggling and overworking that type of thing and just having that yeah allowing myself to be in my process and like where I was at was very hard for me um but I think also an important part of my journey because I mean I can help other people um with that as well like knowing you don't have to be perfect in order to like manifest all that stuff and um yeah. toxic positivity like I'm really yeah so it's like it doesn't all have to be 100% happy and positive all the time like there is a balance definitely I think that's such a good point we think that if things are hard if we are upset if things aren't going in the way that we hoped and you know that makes that then we start thinking about that in a way that makes us upset we can use that against ourselves to say that something's wrong here rather than oh I just really care about my business Mm. and I just really care that I wanted this and I haven't got it yet and I'm I'm scared here and it's awesome that I'm upset it would be weird if I wasn't (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. It'd be weird if I wasn't. <laughs> so good. Okay. And who do you think the mistress mind is best suited for? So anyone that is looking to up level their business. Um, maybe you've been dabbling in and out for years, like myself, not quite too sure like where <laughs> to focus your energy. <laughs> um, you know you have all these ideas, but you really don't know where to begin so maybe you're feeling overwhelmed like um you're looking for a community of like-minded people on this journey too um and you really want to start making like decent income and have the freedom that you got into business for um and just the belief like to know that it's possible for you because I do believe like I've seen now that really anything that you want to create in business is possible if you have the right strategy you have the right support you have the right team of people um it really is unlimited and yeah I feel like anyone who's craving that kind of they know they're like meant to be doing something that they're not doing now (laughs) they're stuck in a job they don't like they're not really feeling fulfilled creatively um anyone that is looking for container a space to really supercharge that kind of desire they have within them to build a business that they love like on their own terms um and anyone who's like loves human design inner voice work um spirituality and like feminine energy like this is all in one place so (laughs) anyone who loves all that stuff podcasts (laughs) it is like the ideal environment for for you (laughs) So true. I love it. And Ella, final question for you is, and I'm sure I've asked you this in the past, so it'll be interesting to see how, if your answer is similar or different, what does creating a life that is beautiful mean to you? 
Okay, it's good I can't remember what I answered last time. So, um, Definitely. Yeah. To me, it is that holistic sense. So having, feeling a sense of, I don't like to use the word balance too much because, again, it can go into like perfectionist, like how everything has to be equal. But like knowing that there's a season for everything and what's beautiful in one season might be beautiful like at lace time like being I don't know how I'm trying to say this so having a sense of that it's really inner peace like having a sense mm -hmm. of peace within yourself like showing up as the person that I want to be like being in alignment with my values um spending my time doing work that I enjoy with people I like and love and yeah just filling my day with as much of those moments of joy that I can and and being okay when it's not that way as well mm. I love it any sense. <laughs> it does make sense <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, Ella, it has been so incredible to support you in the mistress mind over the past, well, we'll say six months, even though it was five months. It was so incredible to support you and to really go deeper with your business and with just getting to know you on this, where you are right now. And then having you on the team, you are just an amazing member of my team. I love you so much. You're so important to the business and I'm just so excited for all the ways we'll get to serve um, and share our magic with people as we move forward. So thank you so much. Beautiful. And to finalize <laughs> the episode is if there's anything else you want to share with us just let us know and most importantly how can everyone continue to connect with you yeah thank you so much for having me on the podcast again um I love being on your team and working with you and I'm so excited for the next round of the mistress mind members to see what we're creating for you because it's going to be so good and yeah if you want to connect with me um I'm in, on instagram at ella.rider um I'm sure we'll put the details in the show notes <laughs> and yeah I'd be happy to connect with you on there um if you have any questions on social media if you want some help just send me a message and let me know and um I'm sure I'll be back on here again soon definitely will okay thank you lovely so there you go, my beautiful friends. I hope you enjoyed this awesome conversation with Ella. And once again, a big thank you to Ella for coming on and sharing her journey with us so openly and vulnerably. For anyone who is ready to grow their business with a community by your side, I want to encourage you to make sure your name is on the wait list for the Holistic Business Mistress Mind at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash Mistress Mind. It's the only place to hear about the next intake for the Mistress Mind, the next intake take at the time of recording this episode is September 2021. That is when the Mistress Mind kicks off. So if you sign up for the waitlist now, you will receive the details on how to make an application so that you can join us. And if you're listening to this episode at some later date in the future, you'll be able to find all the details for our next intake of the Holistic Business Mistress Mind. Once again, head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash Mistress Mind. Now we want to hear from you. What did you resonate 
most with in today's episode. Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode right now and then come over to Instagram stories and tag both Ella and I. We want to keep the conversation going and please know that you're not alone in your business. You have all of us here with you cheering you on and you deserve to have whatever it is that you desire in your life and in your business. All right, my friends, I'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.